Tell me your story. Tell me your story. How did it all start? Do you remember? Oh, I know what happened. How did it stop? You're now tuned into the Small Business Origins Podcast. I love an origin story. Each week, we dive into the real stories of entrepreneurs and businesses from across the nation. Who is he and what's his origin story? Who started with just an idea and are now making waves. I told you this was a good idea. This is Small Business Origins. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Small Business Origins. I'm your host, as always, John Kelly, aka John the Marketer, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, John the Podcaster on Twitter, but I'm everywhere. If you can't find me, you're not looking hard enough. You're tuned in. It's our nationwide search. We're looking for entrepreneurs that have a story to tell. And joining me in the studio, something that is kind of rare this day and age because we've been doing so many virtual podcasts, but in the studio from the greater Houston, Texas area, I've got Jim Spence. He's with SportsQuest. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Finally. Yeah, I know. Finally. This was the podcast that was like just not meant to happen because there were communication errors on my part where we were supposed to be here. You were, we weren't, I owed you lunch. You wouldn't let me buy you lunch. Well, I turned up, I think twice, knocked on your door and nobody turned up. So I just you know, went home and that's the way it was. It's a failure on my part, but no the problem. important part is we're here today. We're making this thing happen. Yes, I'm excited, man, because you're a client of ours. So it's always nice to talk to clients right. and get a greater understanding of what you do. You know, it helps us when we're marketing your company to know exactly what it is you're trying to do. And the most important thing about this show is the why behind what you do. And I know that you've got a great why and I want to hop into it. But we always start out with an icebreaker question. Today's icebreaker question is looking back when you were younger, what was your silliest fear? Wow. Silliest fear. I think it's probably the same fear that I have even today. And that is not being prepared, not mm. being prepared for what I'm about to do, you know, being put in, put in the limelight or put on the stage and just freezing, you know, like um, I just, just have this, yeah, it's just a real fear of not being ready to do what, what I'm expected to do kind of thing, you know? It's fair. I mean, and I'll tell you right now, you're already doing great. So mm. you can't tell. It looks like you're a natural. I can't tell this is your first podcast ever. Um for me, it is something I still fear today, and it is so irrational, but it's bugs. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I'm the man of the house. I'm the one who has to kill the bugs. Yeah. I can do it, but I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to get near them. Spiders was my big one. Arachnophobia yeah. was a real thing. It is to this day. I'm a huge TikTok fan. Uh, shout out to Venom Man on TikTok. Amazing channel. He has all types of venomous creatures, reptiles, mm-hmm. everything, and he just takes these spiders out and just holds them and just lets them crawl on him. And I'm like, this is so disgusting to me, but I can't take my eyes off of it. Uh, My kids love watching that channel. Um, I don't like bugs. And I'm talking not even venomous bugs. I I, I don't even like plastic bugs, pretend bugs. And I think if if I had known ahead of time what that question was, I would have probably said the same thing. I hate (laughs) bugs. And so, you know, when we do some of the things like overseas missions and stuff, it's full of bugs. And so you use lizards and roaches and, no, I hate those type yep. of things too. Roaches and June bugs were oh, like my biggest yeah. fear growing up. Dreadful. And I got made fun of so hard for the June bugs mm-hmm. because 
they don't hurt you. They can't right, bite you. Right. They're not poisonous or venomous or yeah. anything. So it's like, why are you scared of June bugs? When I came to the States and I saw, I saw that roach, I saw a roach and I saw one that actually flew towards me. It's like a flying roach. <laughs> what is that? You know, my so, heart just goes all the way oh up. I hate it, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Still my fear today. I'll live by it. I'll die by it. It is what it is. Yeah. Are you looking to ignite your child's passion for soccer while nurturing their faith? Sports Quest is just the place you're searching for. It's not just about learning how to dribble, pass, or score a goal. It's about inspiring tomorrow's leaders through the beautiful game of soccer. Coached by dedicated trainers, your child will learn more than just sportsmanship and teamwork. They'll learn the value of faith and how it can guide them on and off the field. At SportsQuest, they firmly believe that their coaches aren't just coaches. They're mentors, guiding lights who can use soccer as a platform to share the good news of Jesus Christ. They're here to positively influence your child's heart and mind beyond the game, beyond the sport. Are you homeschooling? They offer tailored training that fits into your schedule. Public camps, they have those too, filled with fun, learning, and camaraderie. Plus, they offer mission trips and training for those overseas, reaching out to the global community with the love of God and the joy of soccer. Remember, at SportsQuest, they're not just kicking a ball. They're building leaders nurturing faith and strengthening communities join them today and experience the sports quest difference visit sqsoccer.com or email info at sqsoccer.com for more information sports quest where soccer meets faith well we're here to talk about jim so let's just start with your origin story sure. man where did you come from and then how did you get into entrepreneurship yeah well i was born and raised in england um and i was there uh, for 24 years and then I came over to the States in 1991 on a vacation. And during that time, while I was on vacation, um, I became a Christian. I, and I'd never heard the gospel when I was in England. And when I came over to the States, I, I heard the true gospel, what it means to be a Christian. Um, and so I remember the pastor very clearly saying to me, just a, an old Baptist church down the way, actually down, just down the road there. Um, and I remember him saying, he turned me into the back afterwards and said, Jim, you've no idea how much your life is about to change from this point forward, you know? And I kind of laughed inwardly a little bit. But then six months later, I was over here doing soccer ministry with a buddy of mine that I'd come to see initially. And so I worked with him for four years, summer camps, teams, etc. And then in 1996, he got called to seminary. So he went off to seminary. And my wife and I, Debbie, we were, we were left with, what do we do from here? Do we go back to England? Do we stay here? What What does the Lord want us to do? And my wife, I think at that point, was ready to go back to England. She, you know, the, the heat and everything. And, and I just really felt convicted that this is where we needed to stay. And so we started Sports Quest in 96. We started out of a friend's house at church. We didn't have any equipment. We didn't know an awful lot of people, but we just strongly believed, I strongly believed that this is this is where we needed to do ministry and this is where we need to stay. And so we're now going to enter our 27th year of, of soccer ministry this summer. And so that's how we started and that's how we got here today. So I know, obviously, from what you said and then from you being a client here, mm -hmm. though you were a client before I worked right. here, uh, I know that obviously ministry and soccer, those are the two main things that, that you do. So I'm interested to kind of see how it is that those meld together. Yeah. You know, we see a lot of influences in just everyday things like sports mm -hmm. where, you know, you see mentors on Instagram and TikTok and all the social media channels, YouTube, 
where these mentors are kind of shaping primarily young men and telling them like, this is how you need to be a man. They're using something enjoyable that they love to do that. So most of what I've seen has just been kind of sports in general. And Mm -hmm. it's a a broad spectrum of things you can choose from, but yours is soccer specifically. We've tried in the past. We had a similar, we said, let's maybe try, let's branch out into basketball. And we quickly realized that we did it well, but not with excellence. And so we want to do everything with excellence on the field and, and of course, in preparation and behind the scenes. Um, but we just see the game as a as a real strong platform to share our message. And it's a real simple message. The Christian faith is really a simple faith that people overcomplicate, kind of like the game of soccer. We, we you know, we make a, a simple game really complicated. And so um, we we go out there and we train kids as young as five and as old as 50, 65, you know, through wow. different programs. Um, but to a lot, of, a lot of kids, and unfortunately to a lot of families, a lot of parents, soccer is their God. It's what they live for. And to be honest, that's what I lived for back in England when I was growing up. Sure. I, that's all I knew. I didn't know any different. And so when I became a Christian, I realized that I could use this platform to reach kids um, with the gospel, which is what we do every day, basically. There's a lot of things I think that sports companies as a whole can do. You know, we see, especially in this area, you can go to these kind of leagues, private mm-hmm. leagues, and learn to play, actually play competitively yep. within that league, that kind of thing. But yours is mainly just kind of like soccer lessons, but with a purpose. Yeah. So I, I did do the whole club scene for 25 years. I was with a club, and so weekends were all consumed with games and tryouts and meeting parents and dealing with parents and everything in between that goes on. Um after 25 years of that, I realized that I needed to to move on from that season of, of soccer. We were always doing ministry through the club, um, but I, we just felt at that point we've, we've had that time and it's time to move on. So we moved into homeschool training, moved into special needs training, moved into uh, working with the underserved community, overseas missions. Um, but it's it's not... They're not homeschool to an extent is competitive. We have teams that compete against other schools, but it's it's not. I would say, for a better phrase, it's not cutthroat. It's not the be all and end all. And I just I just enjoy the atmosphere so much more. You know, I enjoy going to games where there's you know you're not afraid of parents getting into fights on the sidelines or coaches, you know, getting into those situations. And with the special needs groups, they're just a joy every week to be with, you know, they have no agenda, they have no filter. Right. It's just, we've been with them this morning actually, and um, just come from a training session. And they're just, it's just, the, they play soccer for the love of the game. They're, they're not playing for a college scholarship. They're not playing to impress anybody. They're just playing for the love of the game. And so that's what I enjoy, just teaching soccer to a good level, but trying to keep it in perspective and trying to use it just pure as a platform where at the end we can have a little devotional, a little message, pray with the kids, ask for prayer requests, because there's a lot of kids that we think have it all together on the outside, but there's a lot of issues that kids are dealing with and families. So we want to come alongside them and, and do life for them, basically. That's the biggest thing that I've tried to get across to my son. He's big into American football, mm-hmm. you know, in high school, obviously in Texas. Yeah. Football's huge. And he's really enjoying it and really kind of growing in who he is as a person. Yeah. And the big thing I tried to get across to him was playing football is so much more than just showing up for the game mm-hmm. yeah. or showing up for the practices to get better. 
It's the brotherhood, the camaraderie. Yeah. It's the support system that you have in place. It means so much more off of the field. Yeah, you know, it's why you do athletics year round, mm-hmm. even though the season lasts yeah. for six months or one semester or, you know, whatever the count may be. Um, and I, I can see, obviously, there's a huge tie in there, especially mm-hmm. with Christianity right. on that side with you. So is this from what you're saying, it doesn't matter me at 34 years old, almost 35. If I want to get really good at soccer, I can come to you. Yeah. I can put my kids in this. Absolutely, yeah. I can put my grandparents in this if they but, want to come out on the but, field. Yeah, we, we've had all ages and all demographics. We've special needs will do from this morning. The age is probably 19 to 50 plus, you know, uh, youngest is five years old with our, with our summer camps. But yeah, you don't need any special abilities or skills. We'll do coaching clinics with parents and, and parent coaches, but there's no requirement. You don't have to check a box as to your ability. You know, in fact, I really enjoy the coaches clinics because we get the parents out there that are trying to almost re go back to their youth, you know? And so right. I guess they get really competitive in these clinics and it's just fun to see. And they just have a really a fun time doing that. So, but yeah, no, there's no specific um, requirement to be part of what we do other than, you know, special needs is that section, homeschool is that, and then overseas missions and underserved is is the, the other branches too. So, Do I have to be a Christian to come or no, do I, no. will I fit in even if I don't yeah. have that faith? We have a lot that are, that are not Christian, you know, but, but our, we, we use the platform as, as a, for evangelism, you know, we want to sh- we want to share the gospel. We want to share our faith in Christ. That's primarily what we do. But we totally understand that there's people of other faith beliefs that attend our training, and we don't want to come across as and and that we've never hopefully come across as offensive. We we want we understand that um, God has a plan for everyone, and we just want to sh- we just want to share what we believe to be the absolute truth which is who Jesus is and who what he came to do and he came to save us and he came to give his life and give his life to the full. So but we'll share that message regardless of the religion but people who who get trained by us they know straight away the environment it's like it's like not, we're not trying to trick them to come to a, a training and then put Christianity on them they already know what we're going to share and so we we get very few situations where people say, I didn't know you were going to talk about Christ. I didn't know he was a Christian because it's, it's, it's front and center of our website that you guys put together for us, front and center of our all our promotion materials. So we don't hide it. We're not ashamed of the gospel. And we, of course, we welcome um, non-believers because they need to hear the gospel. Because without the gospel, the without trusting in the Lord, there is no... Um, Real, we believe any firm, solid foundation on which to base our lives. Yeah, I love to hear it. I mean, that's that's who Jesus hung out with. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. I think we lose sight of that as Christians sometimes, where yeah. it's like you don't have to be a Christian right. to hang out with good Christians because right. good Christians are going to love everyone, accept everyone. Right. And you know, you can sit here and preach to me all day long mm-hmm. about it. I'm already a Christian. Right. What are you doing for me? Right. Yes, you're a support. It's great. I should want to surround myself mm-hmm. with people like you all day long. Right. But you can have more of an effect by finding people who aren't like Absolutely. me, who don't believe like me. And then I love the fact that, like you said, even if they come to it knowing I'm not going to be a Christian, mm-hmm. our values still stand up yeah. and still say we can be good people, we right. can be moral people, yeah, and we can be accepting, yeah. and we can still be a support group and a brotherhood. And though we are doing it through Christianity, yeah. 
it's being brought to you who can take it regardless of right. a God being attached to it or not, Absolutely. or even another God. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I think most religions in the world, I think, have the same belief system of right. do good unto others mm-hmm. and um, believe in me as the all-powerful God. Right. But of course, who that is, Buddha or yeah. um, what we know as God or Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, it, it kind of changes. It's different. Yeah. But either way, the the message is the same, to right. love all people. If anyone's preaching different out of pretty much any religion, yeah. then that is a sect of that religion that is off, Absolutely. that is not right. So uh, I think we can all get along, you know, and, so. and that's important to me is that everyone can feel welcome. And I, I love right. that. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to. We'll never force the gospel down anybody's throat. And I think, you know, a, a pastor friend of mine, he said it. He said, and he, he quoted this. He wrote it down actually, and I'll never forget it. And he said, "Our job is to care and to share, and God's job is to convict and convert." So I can't convert any heart and life to become a Christian. I can't. It's not a notch in my belt if somebody becomes a Christian. It's the work of the Holy Spirit live, working on that person. But we just firmly believe that the, the the scriptures are clear that it is a narrow way to salvation. It's a narrow way to heaven, and, and I think that um, you know that's not as a popular thing to say, but it's just what the scripture says. Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Not except by my good works or my belief in another God or my belief." Jesus is really exclusive about who he said he is and what he came to do. And so, um, but again, we do it in a, in a winsome way, which is, um, you know, we, we don't want to ruffle feathers unnecessarily, but we do want to tell people the truth so that they, we can never be accused of not sharing the sharing truth. We don't want someone to go away from an experience with Sports Quest thinking, I don't know what this Christianity thing is about. It's really simple. We're sinners. We need a savior. Jesus is the savior. He died for our sin, and we can have a relationship with him. That's our message. And then, of course, we do excellent soccer training, earn their trust, hopefully, and we build relationships so they can see it lived out, not just it's easy to speak it, but it's one thing to live it out as well. And so we want to live a life before them that is authentic and transparent. We're never going to be perfect, but we we believe that we have a message that needs to be heard and a message that, that needs to be shared. So what is my child getting or what am I getting if I come to you that's not soccer skills and it's not a message, you know, of Christianity? Sure. What is the the brotherhood and sisterhood yeah. part of it, the support group? Am I talking to you when I'm not on the soccer field? Oh, yeah. Are you there for me, you know, outside of that if I need help? Can I yeah. call you? Sure, you're not licensed counselors, but, right. you know, are you kind of that counselor or therapist for me if I'm in need? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, definitely for the children and most definitely for the parents. You'd be surprised how many parents' lives we're, we're able to get involved in just because we, we know a little bit about a situation. And so we're able to come alongside the parents and, for one of a better phrase, counsel them, encourage them, pray with them, support them. And so we see the whole family unit as a, as, a, as the mission field. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to the children one-on-one if need be, um, more likely one-on-two with our staff. But, but, but the parents are oftentimes are hurting too. You know, we have multiple situations where there's a loss, there's a disappointment, there's an injury that we have to come alongside. There's a graduation that we're going to go to and celebrate with the child. There's a birthday party. There's a wedding. So we will then go along and, and try and offer our support and encouragement to them there. So but there's so many 
we find there's so many, it's not just the gospel that we share, and we, we, we want to build leaders as well. We want to develop leadership within the, our groups. Um, and so we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll develop concepts that we'll share with the, with the kids. And there's, um, there's a great podcast that you probably, I don't know if you've ever heard a guy called Craig Grishel. And, and so I didn't make, I didn't, um, come up with this, but one of the things that he teaches, uh, he teaches his family and he teaches people that he come across in sports, this concept of touch the line. And it's, and it's a phrase they use in their, in their family, uh, touch the line. And what it basically means is if, if you're doing wind sprints, wind sprints on the, on the athletic field, you don't go an inch before the line, you touch the line, you get there and you do it again and again and again. And so they have this phrase in their family, we touch the line, I'm going to get to the line. And so that's not that's not a, a Christian thing necessarily. It's just a, it's something that we should want to do um, as an athlete, as a soccer player, that we're, that we're honoring the sport and, and ourselves and our teammates by touching the line and even going beyond the line. So just life lessons like that that we'll incorporate into the sessions as well, besides our devotional message at the end of the practice. Have you ever had anybody come to you that's struggling with something like substance abuse or alcoholism and, and needs a healthy outlet for them or their family to? Because I just think like it's so easy for us to get caught up in, I'm going to go to the bar mm-hmm. and drink, right? I'm leaving my kids yeah. at home, or I'm going to go out to do something, mm-hmm. to party, what have you, whereas... For me, I could see it as kind of that experience. Like I did Taekwondo with my son mm-hmm. for a little while just because he was doing Taekwondo. I knew the person that owned the place and he offered me a really good deal if I would do it alongside right. my son. And it was a bonding moment for us. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying, son, get your stuff together. We're going to do Taekwondo. It mm. was, hey, let's get our stuff together and let's go do Taekwondo together. Right. Right. You know, so have you seen anything like that before? No, I'm not. I mean, I've come alongside situations Um with a family may be struggling and I've, and I've worked within that family unit to to help and encourage and be there for them as a sometimes just as a physical presence not even say anything but just be a physical presence um with the kids we see a lot of things where um there might be single parent families and so you know they're looking for a father figure or an adult figure that actually believes in them and i remember I remember there's one occasion where we were doing a training session several years ago and um, a, young, a young lady came to a training. Uh, it was the first time she'd ever been to the training and um, we tr- she trained, did the practice session, you know, and then afterwards she went back and, and the the parent that was looking after her said, well, how did the training go? And she said, it was a lot of fun. And she said, um, it was the first time I've had, a, it was the first time I've had affirmation from a male that, mm. that didn't want anything from me in return. And so those those kind of situations you don't always hear about, but we know we're making an impact because uh, we're intentional about about doing that and looking out for those situations where we see a kid that's struggling and we really purposely come alongside them. You know, we we don't want to see kids. I mean, there's so much pressure on kids today and so much the culture just bombarding them with nonsense. So we want to tell them the truth live by the truth and then come alongside them and allow them and equip them to um, be leaders and, and to see life um, with a fresh perspective, you know? I think affirmations are so important yeah. because I think our society has drifted from, and especially not to get political or, mm. you know, get on a sociological topic here, but we have drifted away from 
a male role model in the yeah, home. Very much. We have we have separated our families and it's had such a profound impact on how strong our youth is growing up to be. Yeah. And I think that that weaker mentality plays into a lot of the problems that we're seeing sprout up because it just turns society into this weak, unable to cope with yeah. bad circumstances. Whereas you take someone like myself mm. and other people in this office, you know, our video producer and uh, our CEO, we've been through some hard things in our lives, yeah. you know, and some of us have had better lives than others. And some of us have lost less people than others. Mm-hmm. And some of us um, have never fought drug addiction or never been around parents that have been into it. Whereas some of us have, yeah. but ultimately it's like all of those bad things coupled with the fact that we had a strong family unit, mm-hmm. even if they were separated, like my parents were divorced, but I still had a strong family unit, a strong yeah. father and a strong mother who raised me to get through those hardships. Right. And I think that that plays into how many problems a society has, yeah. where if we can get people to be involved in something like sports, where mm-hmm. they have strong role models, male or female, that are there to lead the way. And then especially with a message of Christianity yeah. mixed into it, I think it just kind of leads to stronger people, a stronger society and less issues. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I love to see that y'all are kind of tying in the Christianity side of it. Yeah. My next question would be kind of probably what most listeners would want to know, which is finances. Mm-hmm. How much is training like this going to cost me? So we've, we've over the years, club soccer was one thing that's a whole different animal. But I looked at our beefy website actually recently, and, and there's only two programs that we have that we charge for right now, which is summer camps and which is homeschool training, which are, a, we think, a low cost, a competitive cost because of, of the market out there. Um, and so if somebody wants to come to camp, there would there'd be a fee for that, which is on our website. Uh, if they wanted to come to homeschool, they would go to homeschool and they'll set the fees for that. But everything else we do in the community is, is at no cost to the, to the consumer, to the, to the special needs, to the underserved community. Um, when we go overseas, we don't charge people overseas to come to our coaching clinics we just go and do them free of charge so we have homeschool and we have summer camps where we we um it's part of our funding model if you like and then the rest is, is fundraising um and trying to get people on board who believe in what we do and support things that we do that we could that, that we can then offer free things in the community so how are you financing the operation? Is this something where you're soliciting donations? Is it church it's, funded? So so this there's the summer camps, there's the homeschool, but that would just not carry us through financially. So yeah, it is it is fundraising. And what we found over the years is a lot of our donors are the ones that have been through our program. You know, parents who have seen their children go through camp and have appreciated what we've we've offered them at camp. So we have a lot of that. We have several churches involved with our program now that, again, we partner with them. And so they'll support us um, financially, prayerfully, um, with encouragement, they'll support us. Um, there's a foundation that supports us. So there's, there's several streams of support that we absolutely rely on. Otherwise, we couldn't do we couldn't do like three mission trips this year without the support of of individuals and and, and a foundation. So you're looking for donors. You're looking for organizations that want to work with you to yeah. help provide this. You're looking for people who want to come to your free camps that yeah. you're doing at places around yeah. the Greater Houston area. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking for people who want that private homeschool experience Absolutely. or private tutoring for 
uh, soccer experience, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And so I know that the greater Houston area is the area you serve, mm-hmm. but we've had this discussion prior to the show of you are traveling to do mission trips abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you're able to go into other areas as well. So how broad is your service network? Like obviously the group courses that are free, that's going to be something here in town locally, right, right. but how far out can you go for homeschooling or private lessons? Well, the homeschoolers right now, they actually, they come to us and they, and so it's just not far from the, from here. It's, it's a place called farm league, which they have a, yep. a big sports complex. It's just incredible. Yeah. Beautiful place. Just so many facilities. So we, so we practice there on Tuesday, on Tuesday and Thursday mornings at seven thirty until nine. And then um, we'll have games during the regular season in the evenings with our middle schoolers and our high school teams. Um, and then summer camps all over Houston, anywhere from this side of town, uh, St. John's, Second Baptist, First Baptist type area. And then um, down in the Memorial area, Chapelwood, Memorial Drive, um, Second Baptist West, just off I-10. And so that's typically our area. But we've been in the past to Louisiana. We've been to... Dallas, we've been, but this is our main, our main, until we go abroad, this is our main area of, of ministry. But you'd even be open to, let's say, an organization in Dallas or another state sure. if they said, hey, we want to have Sports Quest come out and kind of do something mm-hmm. here for all of our members of our church yeah, or yeah. this organization. Y'all are just kind of, yeah. you'll go wherever the money we'll, is we'll, to fund other things. We'll go. We'll, we won't go where the money is. We'll go where the kids are because mm. the money is not the... You know, the money's not the, we'll never turn a kid away from, if they can't afford it, we'll find a way for them to come. So we'll go where the kids are. We'll go where we can reach the most kids and reach the most families with the gospel. So yeah, we'll travel. It's, you know, obviously during the week it's harder and, um, but we've done it and we'll, we'll continue to do it. It's, it's just, it's our passion. It's, it's, it's what we do. It's what we, we wake up for everyone. Like y'all do with, uh, with Beefy and the podcast. So you get a, a real, we just feel God's favor when we're doing what he wants us to do, basically. So. Yeah. So are y'all on social media, all that kind of stuff? What, yeah. Where can we reach you and talk um, to you and find out more? We have a Facebook page. Um, and then we're also on Instagram. We have a YouTube page. We have a LinkedIn page, but we don't really use it much. I, I never quite can figure that out. But um, we'll try and post something pretty much every day on social media um and that might be overkill i don't know you guys are telling me what better than that but we try and post something on instagram um and then do the multi thing where it can transfer it also onto facebook you know absolutely how it works exactly but we'll try and post something just to and we do that not really to get followers or or more shares or more like that's not the we do it to let to be accountable to people that support us so that when somebody says i'm going to support sports quest they can actually see us like this morning they could see us in the trenches right there with the special needs they can see us with the homeschool they can see us in africa they can so we post it so people can see it not not to put it on put us on display that's the last thing we want but they can see that we say we're gonna hear we say we're doing that here's just a little snippet of yes we are doing that kind of thing so it's important yeah yeah, yeah and it's not overkill you should be posting yeah. every day you know some Depending on what social media platform you're on, some mm. platforms you should post multiple times a day. Wow. You know, like Instagram, you should post a story, you should post a reel, you mm. should post an actual post, all okay. of those things every day. Wow. So now I think it's great that y'all are doing that because you're exactly right. It's mm. it's proof of what you're doing for your stakeholders. Right. And right. your stakeholders being God, mm-hmm. being other children yeah. and your donors and 
the people supporting the program, yeah. like it's everyone, you yeah. know, and it's just proof of, Hey, this is who we are and this is what we're yeah. out here doing. I love it. And it's, and it's, and it's, I'm learning as I go about the, like of the platform of what content to put on there, you know? And, and so sometimes we'll, we'll do an, a, a, a post of encouragement, you know, sometimes it'll be just something silly that some, that I do or one of the kids does just for entertainment. Um, and then other times it'll just be informational, you know, so we'll get the word out about summer camps. So I'm still trying to figure out if I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it, just as long as something's been posted and, and we're getting out there again, not, not to say, look, look at us and what we're doing and how much we're doing. It's, Hey, look what God's doing through us. Not, not look at us. We're not, we're not the centerpiece. God's the centerpiece and we want to put him on display. Yeah. So. I always ask during the episode, if there's like one thing you could tell your ideal client or anyone that you would want to reach that's mm. listening right now, what's the one message you'd want to get out to the world? Man, it's a, that's kind of a loaded question. It is. Because it would be the message that I would want to share in any and every environment because I'm a Christian and I, I would never want to shy away from, you've invited me, so I'll share it. Absolutely. Um, I would want them to know that there's a God that loves them that um, there's nothing that's so good that would that can take away. Um, there's nothing that we could do so bad that could stop that would stop God loving us, and that we could never be so good that He would love us because of our goodness. It's all because of His goodness and His grace. Um, Bible says that we're all sinners, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. That's that's not me speaking. That's in the Bible. The Bible said that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin, and that if we will receive Him. In, and trust him in, into our hearts, into our lives, then he will he will live within us and he will give us new life. And um, I gave my life to, to Jesus on October 20th, 1991, and it's been the best adventure I've ever been on. It's been it's been quite a ride. And, and it's funny, people say, what do you have to give up to become a Christian? And it's like, let's reword that. It's like, what do you gain? Mm. What do you gain? And, you know, I could be the wealthiest person in the world but I might be the most miserable person. I can have all the wealth, but wealth doesn't equate to happiness. And being a Christian isn't, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say you become a Christian, life becomes a bed of roses because sometimes you really struggle through heart, hardship, pain, um, just, just the things of this world because we live in a sin-filled world. So being a Christian doesn't guarantee that your life is gonna be, you know, wealth, health, and happiness. Sometimes it's, man, you're in the pit and you're struggling, but being a Christian reminds you constantly that you have a Savior that loves you, that never leaves you. And if every single day that you did on planet Earth was a horrible, horrible, horrible heartache day, that eternity awaits. And eternity is, it's never ending. Unlike today, which is here today, and it's gone tomorrow. So that's, that's the message I, I would... I do share wherever I go. I always want to make sure that people know what it means to be a Christian. It's not about being good. It's about God's greatness and his grace. And by faith, we put our trust in him. Absolutely. I know you say I invited you here today, so you're going to share it, but this is your show. This is your episode. You. Every single one of these episodes is so different. And I'm a very big, firm believer, no matter which direction the show goes, it's the direction it needs to go. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, so I, I appreciate everything that you shared today. Yes, sir. And I can't thank you enough. I know this was the episode that seemed like it was never going to happen. Yeah, it finally right. did. Yeah. And I can't thank you enough for, I mean, God, it's been 
six, seven months that we've been trying to get this thing in order and you've pivoted. You've always been so graceful about it. You've never been angry, Mm -hmm. although it probably helps that every single time I was like, I'm going to buy you a drink, whatever drink you want. I'm going to buy you a snack. I'm going to get you lunch. (laughs) I'm going to, you know, give you a free ad. Like there were so many things that I'm just like up in the ante here that probably helped, but um, you were always so forgiving and so kind. And honestly, you've been a great guest. It's been a great conversation. Well, thank you. I, 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 I believe in Beefy. I was here, I think, when you guys started up. We were one of your very first customers, I think. And I just love coming into this this environment today and seeing you all at work and seeing Andrew and he's got his luxury office back there, you know, and this <laughs> this this space with the podcast. It's just amazing how far you've come and, and we're just blessed by the relationship that we have with you guys. It's just our website is 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 well put together, it's well thought through. Any any issues we have with the with the design, you guys are so quick. You know, a shout out to Robin, who's always always quick to to help us and put right some of the things that we we've asked for. So, man, it's just been it's been fun seeing you grow and 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 now finally get to come and see your offices and meet you finally after all your Absolutely. promises and you know it's been a great time. Yeah, no, you. we we enjoyed having you in. It was something we talked about before you came yeah. in. We're like. We've never really met in person. That's it's right. always just been. I didn't think you. Business. I didn't. I didn't think you existed. Actually, right? I heard John. I know that you got several John, but it's like <laughs> which John am I talking to? Well, we exist because I'm going to need you to send an email to Robin when yeah. we're done with this and say you can leave John alone now. I'll do it. It is done um, because she has been like a mom with a belt after me ever Good. since the first time that we missed each other. Yeah, you needed it, and uh, she was all over me, man. So yeah. I need you to to call in the hounds and tell her. Let me live. I'm okay. We got it. We got it handled. So Robin is great though. I will give her all the praise. She is one that, I mean, truly with our team, every single member is so important here. We couldn't do it without any single one of us. We're all spokes in a wheel that have to be there, but um, Robin prides herself on making sure that the customer is happy and she's, she's a great asset. You can tell she cares. She, She genuinely cares about the customer been pleased with what beefy offers that she she represents beefy but it's almost like she, she's representing part of who she is it's like part of her personality it's like if i'm going to do it i want it i want my customer to be happy with what I, you know what service we provide so yeah she's always on the ball and um she's she's walked with us a lot of years too and it's just glad it's just good to be here and see you guys in the flesh our viewers on tiktok went up from zero to two so i think that Andrew heard all this praise being given to Beefy in here and That's decided good. to tune in and I just had that. to hear it, you That's know. Great. So, uh, but no, we will we will take the compliments. We love it. It's been an absolute blast to be on this thank journey, you. and we can't thank you enough for being a client and Absolutely. being a guest on the show. Yes, sir. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for tuning in. It's been another episode of Small Business Origins, and just like our good clients, just like our great guests, we could not do this show if it wasn't for our listeners. So thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this message today and to hear what Sports Quest is doing, what Jim's doing, and most importantly, the message he's trying to spread of Christianity. And if that's something that you're interested in, you want to surround yourself with good people and learn some skills in a sport, then please feel free to hit them up no matter where you're located all across the world. Mm -hmm. This is something that can come to you And as you heard the man say, it doesn't matter if there's money there or not, they're going to make the trip. So please check out the show notes, look at their website, look at their social media, follow them. If you feel inclined, hire them, donate to them, sponsor them. All we ask is that you support them in some way, just like you support this show by tuning in. You don't have to spend a dime. 
and you can make a huge impact. So that's it for us. It's another week. We'll see you on the next one with another great entrepreneur as we continue our nationwide search for entrepreneurs. If you want to suggest somebody, head over to www.smallbusinessorigin.com. Check out the show, all the things we have going on on the website there. Send us in those suggestions to have other people on the show. But as for us, it's over. It's done. And as always, stay beefy, my friends. Boom. Good. Awesome. Thank you. Nice and easy, right? Yeah. Thanks for letting me share. I told you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Small Business Origins. I love an origin story. If you like what you just heard, leave us a review. Subscribe and share with a friend. Guys, check this out. They're going to love it. You're going to love it. Are you looking to ignite your child's passion for soccer while nurturing their faith? Sports Quest is just the place you're looking for. It's not about just learning how to dribble, pass, or score a goal. It's about inspiring tomorrow's leaders through the beautiful game of soccer. Coached by dedicated trainers, your child will learn more than just sportsmanship and teamwork. They'll learn the value of faith and how it can guide them on and off the field. At Sports Quest, they firmly believe that their coaches aren't just coaches, they're mentors, Guiding Lights, who use soccer as a platform to share the good news of Jesus Christ. They're here to positively influence your child's heart and mind beyond the game, beyond the sport. Are you homeschooling? They offer tailored training that fits into your schedule. Public camps, they have those too, filled with fun, learning, and camaraderie. Plus, they offer mission trips and training for those overseas, reaching out to the global community with the love of God and joy of soccer. Remember, at SportsQuest, they're not just kicking a ball. They're building leaders, nurturing faith, and strengthening communities. Join them today and experience the SportsQuest difference. Visit sqsoccer.com or email info at sqsoccer.com for more information. SportsQuest, where soccer meets faith.